Dr. Bell from the team of Nebraska. I'm Carson Sestouli. This is Fangraphs Audio, my guest on this edition of Fangraphs Audio, making one of his periodic appearances on that same podcast. is a contributor to CBSSports.com's Ion Baseball, Dane Perry. Dane Perry. Perry, of course, has made many previous appearances um, on this podcast, and I will say now what I've said um, ahead of almost all of those, which is what follows. If you have come to Fangraphs Audio looking for the same sort of crack analysis that you find, are accustomed to finding in the electronic pages of Fangraphs, do not continue. Uh, do not continue. Please turn your attention uh, perhaps to Dave Cameron, managing editor Dave Cameron's Monday appearances, during which he analyzes all baseball. Uh, consider any number of uh, Kyla McDaniel's podcast appearances. Lead prospect analyst Kyla McDaniel uh, will take a long and deep, a long and deep look at the world of baseball prospects, whether they be professional or amateur. Uh, but no, this is uh, this is neither of those things. What this is is one of Dane Perry's r- roughly monthly appearances and amounts to little more uh, than a record, perhaps a chronicle of a man with nothing. Yeah, so that's it. That's, uh, that's par for the course uh, for Dane Perry. And that's what you can find here. So please, uh, please stay tuned for that if you're interested. Uh, what is it? It's Fangraphs Audio. Uh, who does it feature? Features Dane Perry of CBSSports.com's uh, baseball. And, and when does it begin? Right now. I'm using a. Uh, I'm using. My intuition, my human intuition. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. To and I detect. Yeah. That you are enthusiastic about about what's about what's happening. Uh, yeah. It's not just you. No. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's the world. Yeah. You know, it's just stuff, man. You know. Is it yeah. conspiring against you? On the upside, here's here's a here's something to lift this all up. Okay. Uh, yesterday on the train. Mm-hmm. I was on the train, the L, headed to the Blogs with Balls new media conference, which I noticed you did not attend. <laughs> um, and there was a gentleman on his cellular telephone on the train. Uh-oh. And he was talking about a third party who, I guess, was not privy to the conversation. And he referred to this gentleman as a poolside mother. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I'm not, I, I mean, I guess I can imagine what that means, but. It sounds like a compliment. Yeah, I mean, that's, that sounds alright, I'd be that, you know. If you, there are only so many, uh, industries, um, and business interests in which you can conduct business from the side of a pool. Yeah. Or not. Or not. One of them, one of them, to be fair, is pool maintenance. Yeah. Which is not glamorous. It's not, I mean, maybe, that's, maybe that's what he meant. You know, I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah. But uh, many of them, I guess, if you had, uh, if you have a cell phone, yeah, um, you're probably not doing a lot of work on a laptop at that point because uh, anyone who's attempted to blog in the sun uh, <laughs> will know the the glare. <laughs> the glare is uh, is very difficult. 
Uh, the struggle is real. I think we can agree. <laughs> I think we can. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one, though. That's a, that's a. I would I would regard that as a compliment. Yeah, he almost he almost said it with some measure of disdain, which made me think that this guy was at poolside while he should have been doing other things. Oh, he had other obligations. Yeah, and he should but have been getting. Should be getting by with it, you know. Mm-hmm. At least for yesterday. Yeah, <clears throat> I know that you like it when I relate uh, comedy jokes. Oh, you from professional comedians. This is actually worse. This is an anecdote related by by a comedian. Oh man! But I was. It was like an old episode of one of the late night. That, that jackass that you insist is funny. No, this is this is a different thing. It was. I was watching while I grind interminably while I grind my coffee. Uh-huh. I attempt to entertain myself, and I've actually used up all contemporary entertainment. Uh-huh. And I have to go into archived entertainment. Uh, so I was watching like an age-old episode of whatever, like Letterman or Jimmy Kimmel or whatever. No, it must have, maybe it was a Jimmy Fallon thing. Anyway, Dave Chappelle was talking about the first time that he made the acquaintance of uh, Chicago Chicago native um, Kanye West. Yes. And he didn't know who Kanye West was, but um, I guess Kanye West had been invited to perform the show. And um, he was sitting – Kanye was just sort of sitting in the back while Dave Chappelle and his associates edited um, some some of their program. Uh, and he got a call, did Kanye West, on his cell phone. And all Dave Chappelle heard was like, no, I can't go. I can't go. I'm at the Dave Chappelle edit because my life's dope and I do dope things. And then he hung up. <laughs> that was pretty good. That's, you know, I can't dispute any of that. I think he, he I don't know, is he a poolside motherfucker? I guess. Mm. I don't know. Is he, he doesn't seem, he seems kind of put upon, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I think, I think you have to be, I think, I don't think you can give too many to be a poolside motherfucker. Right, right, right. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think, I mean, I, I wish that, uh, our beloved Notgrass were still around because I would make this a nickname six player. <laughs> I'm not I'm not sure who the nominees would be yet, but, yeah. but uh You can't you can, that's not a thing you can do at CBS Sports.com's Eye on Baseball. Uh you know, I probably I, I, our commenters I don't think would uh would A get it and B spell correctly whatever they're trying to <laughs> otherwise be coherent I, I uh, recently saw you in some sort of audiovisual presentation under the banner of uh, CBS Sports yes um, video is now part of our brand mm-hmm. uh, how's that sound <laughs> sounds calculated uh-huh. yeah. sounds yeah. cautious yeah. Uh you were you were holding forth. Yes. <laughs> I was speaking at length. Yeah, on uh sartorial sartorial matters. Yeah. Uh it's, you had opinions about what, the top ten uniforms? I ranked all of them. You did. Home uniforms. Home uniforms. And what's number one? Uh the Cardinals. The Cardinals. <laughs> I'm aware, yeah, I'm aware of yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, we've already had this discussion that I'm yeah. talking. And all that, yeah. I'll have you know that I did not rank them number one for road uniforms. Okay. I find that, um, much like a small child, I am attracted to color. And the more color mm-hmm. exists on the uniform, the more the more I tend to like it. For I example, heard... the Cuban uniforms. 
that are just full red. Right. Those are those are pretty wonderful. Those are I think they're brilliant. Those look like uh, I don't know. Have you ever seen the Indians uniforms from the early seventies? Uh, yeah, vaguely I have a notion, and I think maybe they've done a throwback or. Uh, I mean, they they bust out the all red. Like there's a there's a picture of Frank Robinson looking remarkably undignified, considering he's Frank Robinson in all red. Oh yes, I see it. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. had a good hat too. The sort of crooked C. Yeah, that is a good hat. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, and I see. Uh, I see. Dennis. <laughs> See, yes, there's some great uniforms. I support the all red. I do. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's there's a boldness to it, to story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Be bold. That is the only way to live, said uh, wrote Archilochus, I believe. Uh, he was a Greek poet. I think he predated Homer. All right, hold on, hold on. Let me, uh, that was a silly name, and speaking of, speaking of which. Yep. Let me, uh, I'm going to fire up the, the, Twitter box real quick. Okay. Set it on fire, and then I will promptly close it down. Okay. After I, I just want to recite you something. Uh, it's going to be a few minutes while my, while my <laughs> in in hospice computer uh, <laughs> fires up TweetDeck here. Mm-hmm. I would like to read you a passage that contains, uh, uh, relevant to your uh, former city of Madison, Wisconsin. Okay. Um, that contains a rather uh, but a splendid name. One moment. Okay, ah, that's good. Okay, incoming. Hold on. Yep. And I, I, I reference this not to uh, open up any sort of conversation about the underlying issues here. Right. You don't. You don't want to talk about the issues. Call attention to this name. Uh, here's the lead from the AP story, Dateline, Madison, Wisconsin. Wisconsin Supreme Court justices have moved quickly to replace longtime Chief Justice Shirley Abramson with Justice Patience Roggensack. <laughs> uh, a man or a woman? I don't know. Patience. Patience. Patience Roggensack. Roggensack. R O G G E N S A C K. Yeah, she is a woman. Okay. She is a woman. Yeah. That's fair. Patience Roggensack. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh, Kyla McDaniel, I don't know how well you know Kyla McDaniel. He relayed to me one, I believe, is a baseball player at the University of Central Florida, I believe. Uh, his name is Cray Finfrock. C- C-R-E. Uh, and then last name, F-I-N-Frock. So, yeah, Cray Finfrock. Yeah, that's a good one, too. I think my favorite, um, I don't know that this gentleman, he had a baseball reference page at one point, but I don't know if he uh, ever mustered any kind of career. I haven't checked in a while, but uh, he was a Mets farmhand at one point named Mm -hmm. Malcolm Clapsaddle. (laughs) That's a good one, too. Yeah, Yeah, it's standing. Yeah. you know, we all know about rock shoulders. Rock shoulders, yeah. Do you? I was, yeah, I was wondering if you were partial to that name. I, I yeah, I do appreciate that name. Yeah, as long as it's not a nickname. I mean, uh, as long as rock is his actual given name. Rock. I don't think rock is his given name. Okay, well then that's doesn't count then. Um, I don't think it is. We'll do a little research very quick. Um, only the best internet searches here. Yeah, his name. His name is well. His name is Roderick. So. Yeah. You know, I don't know. 
And by the way, Roderick, good name too. It's all yeah, Roderick is a good name. Yeah. yeah. So there it is. Uh, so Dane, other than that, however, other than your mm. this uh, pleasure, you know, what is uh, this? Uh, uh, I'm familiar to somebody. Balls, ball, blogs with balls, sporting blogs. I assume is that right? It's like it, the blogs have like dangling floppy testicles. <laughs> you had put out a call uh, so that people might nominate uh, the best uh, what writers that they'd seen. Yeah, I was asked to do that. Yeah, hmm. and I believe, I believe someone invoked your name. Yeah, yeah. But what did, did, was it followed by? I will, or was it preceded by? I will definitely not nominate. Something along those lines? No, no, I, I, I uh, don't believe I uh, recall any aspersions cast in your direction. I think it was, uh, uh, I don't know, that. whatever. Okay. Uh, but you're, are you, uh, are you feeling the um, weighty obligations of life otherwise, it seems like? Not especially. Um, I should not have undertaken this uniform post. Okay. Um, because now I have to follow it up with the road uniforms. Yeah. And the uh, the home uniforms rankings was rather taxing on me emotionally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what about it? Uh, just tedious, and um, you know, you know, those the, you undertake these things that sound great in theory, and then once you get in, you realize what a morass it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I, yes. I want to continue being paid, but I don't want to do the work. That's what I'm saying. That is yes. Yeah. I feel oh. I feel it's so hard what you're saying. It is though you have read words, read thoughts that were in my brain, and then you said them. You read them aloud. That's what it seems like, Dane. Okay. I would like to tell you uh, um, on the topic of... Let me disclose something first. Let me disclose something first. Okay. Uh, I'm a bit distracted right now. Because... Uh, and this is going to be going on. I am in uh, the CBS MLB chat room. While this is happening? While this is happening. You are, wait, are you the lone chatter? No. No. We have some editorial staff, uh, handsome and talented Yvonne Irizarry. Yeah. The handsome, more handsome and more talented Sergio Gonzalez and my Co-scribe Matt Snyder are presently in the CBS Ion Baseball chat room. So you are fielding questions from the the public. Uh, would we call them the public? I don't. I don't know, but what? Wait, are you chatting with just with them, or are readers contributing as well? No, 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 no. This is a uh, intra-office. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So you're doing. So you're doing. For instance, workflow. Oh, okay. All right. So you have to um, you have to monitor it, is what you're saying. That's great. That's going to be great for the, this content. This is going to help me get through the podcast, basically. <laughs> now I just left the chat room because I, I, I am too distracted. All okay. right. All right. And I'm going to come back in. They say, why didn't you say you were leaving? Yeah. Is that right? Uh, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um. Um, I have made a, uh, I have made an, I've created for myself an obligation. Chat room now. Huh? I'm back in the chat room now. <laughs> now proceed, what were you saying? Um, the, uh, as you know, uh, my wife and I, we live on a, a boarding school campus. 
Uh-huh. And, um, my wife teaches French, and I don't do anything. I'm a, well, I'm a, I'm a house parent, I think, once a week. Basketball off-season, correct? Right. But, um, yes, yes. And... Um, the the some of the, the math teachers because they know they know vaguely about my job and what I do uh-huh. and that I do nerdy sports stuff. Right. They assume, I uh-huh. think, and obviously incorrectly, that I have a strong foundation in uh, in stats. Right. Like the the field, the study of, of statistics. Yeah. And I don't. Um, but they, I have been asked not by one, but by two teachers to visit their classes. And so I will be going both tomorrow to two classes and also Saturday to two classes. And you'll be speaking? I will be speaking. Okay. And I don't, and, um, I, this yeah, has I, happened, but I don't know what to say. Are you, are you there for purposes of making these students understand the everyday uses of mathematics? I think that, yes, this is partially the draw, is to say, look, here is a person who utilizes yeah. some of the things that I have tortured you with, right. and he does it voluntarily, yes. or, or almost voluntarily. Yeah. He has chosen to do it. Uh-huh. It is relevant to his life. But here's what I know about stats is that other people who are smarter than me right. uh, will do research. Uh-huh. Like Bill, Bill Petty, for example. He, he writes for Fangraphs occasionally. He seems to do wonderful things. Uh-huh. And uh, I think he would be great for a class like this. Sure. But mostly what I do is I or, – or, for example, even more notably, I think uh, Tom Tango. Yes. He wrote a whole book about it. Which I consumed. Yeah. And uh, what a well, great guest he would be. Uh, Mr. MGL and Andy Dahl co-wrote it with him, so yeah. let's not keep all the credit upon him. Of all course. Right? Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah. Uh, but the point is that they would be great. Thank God I was here. <laughs> but I have to go in and I have to uh, pretend – that uh, or pretend or at least is admit. Well, mostly I just trust that they did good work. Right. Yeah. That's yeah, all I that, can say. That's that is that is how I approach reading such content. Yes. Yeah. Good job, guys. Yeah. And also, I know they didn't that if misspell anything, you know. What's yeah. that? They didn't misspell anything. Good work. Good. Yeah. And I um uh I know that the other thing is like if someone else does work, um and if tango or uh, someone else reads it and it's good work then they'll say this was good work or if it was uh, if they, they if this whatever this other writer used a poor methodology then tom tango etc will say well it's poor methodology right and i say yeah that's that's what i think as well mm-hmm. but i don't what do i know what do i really know how to do i occasionally will make um i will occasionally make a a graph uh by way of excel and i will use the default graph with the blue squares. Mm-hmm. I do the same in Google Sheets from time to time. Okay. Uh, I have run... Um, I will also ask it to make a... <laughs> make a, a a trend line. Okay. I will say make a trend line in Microsoft Excel. Say that into your USB microphone. <laughs> I do it, yeah. yeah. And then I say also provide the R squared. Okay. And if the R squared is high... And I say, this is a discovery. Uh-huh. And then if it is low, then I say, hmm, uh-huh. no discovery here. And that's it, roughly. And then I will occasionally publish that. But I will word it vaguely enough so that um, I don't make any strong conclusions based off of what I've published. That's always wise. Yeah. 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 So my lessons, I guess, will be... Um, you have, you have a, 
a copy and paste list of qualifiers that you put in there. <laughs> it invokes statistical concepts. I use the verb appears frequently. Yeah. I use the, uh, the, the verb seems. It seems as though this is happening. Do you, do you use the phrase like, it's, it's imminently possible that... <laughs> well, imminent, that's a, that's a bit strong. Okay. Yeah, but it's possible. I would also say probably. <laughs> Do you say mayhaps? It could be the case of that. <laughs> yeah. uh, no mayhaps, but it's more modern cousin maybe. Okay. All right. Yeah. I will. I employ those frequently. In fact, if you were to make a word cloud out of all of my posts, uh-huh. is that what it's called? A, cl- a word cloud? A word cloud. I noticed that at the end of all your posts, you started putting that shrugging emoticon <laughs> yeah i yeah whoop maybe yeah yeah who really can say uh yeah at the end i've also started saying um uh in conclusion i was compensated for the, for publishing this post <laughs> who can really say what reality is <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 uh yeah so i don't know i gotta go into this what would you do dane if someone if someone misinterpreted your job which I assume that if they've attempted to interpret it, that they've misinterpreted it. This is sort of on that on that wavelength there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was part of a panel discussion yesterday. At blogs with testicles. At blogs with, with dangling uh, dangling berries, yeah. <laughs> uh, dangling giggle beans, um, and the panel discussion was essentially public relations best practices. Yeah. When it comes to hot sports content, public relations, best and this, practices. That was not the actual title. Okay. That, that was sort of the gist of it. Yeah. So I uh, spoke. Yeah. Panel, and some of my quotes, which I think I may have even made, um, were retweeted. Okay. Or tweeted, I should say. Were tweeted. Uh, you were, you were thinking they were retweeted from your speech act. I did not quote myself. No. <laughs> no. So, was that surprising to you? Uh, well, I, I was I was a bit out of my element, I should say. Uh-huh. But I think I um, uh, feigned a familiarity and perhaps even a low-grade expertise in the subject matter. What? Okay, so just again, again, this is not the title of the panel, but it was it. It concerned public relations mm-hmm. in best practices of public relations. Yeah. Can you give me any example where what, of what that is? Um, it is – they often take the form of athlete Q&As that are tied to some sort of product sponsorship. Okay. Like player X will talk to you, but first he's going to tell you about this new app. Okay. And then there's, you know, hey, look at this cool video we made that is really, in essence, pushing this product, but boy, how cool, that kind of thing. Because you were able to speak with the... with the, you know, I get a lot of, like, pitch letters and stuff, that sort of thing. Right. Do you ever do Do you ever do these things? Some things, yeah. I have, like, like Bobblehead Museum in Milwaukee, uh, relevant to our interests. So, yeah, I did some stuff on that. And then, you know, every now and then, yeah, there's stuff that... Uh, strikes me as um, a potential interest to our product consumers. Yeah, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's what late-night interviews are, right? I may have said the word brand without Ugh. a sense of irony. How'd that feel? 
I'm I'm aware of who I am. <laughs> I'm aware of what pays the bills. Um, I've written sponsored content before, Skilla. Have you where at CBS? Mm-hmm. Wow, what did that feel like? Not as bad as I thought because, you know, the soul is an impediment at times. You know. Yeah. It was about. Um, it was sponsored by a chain of hotels, and it was about like stuff to see and do around various ballparks. Right. So Which I was, guess is a fine thing to say, but um, I didn't have to like talk about you know delicious Powerade or something. So. What would your graduate? What would the graduate school fiction MFA version of Dane Perry say to the version of Dane Perry who was producing that content? Where did you get all this money? <laughs> would, would they get along, do you think, those two Dane Perrys? Well, the newer Dane Perry would probably pay for drinks and weed. So, yeah. <laughs> get fucked by it. So, the younger Dane Perry... Mm-hmm. Was a he's not the sort to bite uh, a hand, provided that hand is uh, giving him food and weed. Uh, Dane Perry has always known the score. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. It's a story. Yeah. yeah, Dane Perry knows the score. Who's winning and who's losing, Dane? <laughs> I didn't say I was winning. I just said I knew the score. <laughs> I knew the score. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Uh, um. Well, that's great. The clock, you know, I can always come back. What's the? Wait a second. What was the suggestion, Dane? What was the suggestion you had for me visiting these classes, or did we not get to that, or did I, you not have any cares? I don't know that I have any. I don't know that I have any guiding, guiding wisdom for you. Okay. I would. Uh, I would certainly smoke. <laughs> and possibly even. Uh, maybe pare your nails in uncomfortable silence for like the first three minutes. Okay. Before you finally speak. With it like a, with an emery board? Is that what you mean? Either way. Yeah. Really idly paring your cuticles with your thumbnail, say, or something like that. I don't know if I've ever told you this. Um, uh, when I, when I was a younger person, mm-hmm. um, on two separate occasions, I chipped, uh, uh, my front teeth. One, oh. At one time I was doing, I was like eight or nine, maybe ten. I was doing push-ups on the stairs of a pool, uh, visiting my grandfather's condo in Jupiter, Florida. This is—it was a dumb thing. Wait, you were doing push-ups? I was doing push-ups in in the pool, so it's very easy. Oh yeah. I, I don't know why I was doing it, uh, but I—I I went down too low and I broke. I chipped one of my front teeth. How old were you when this happened? I was like ten or eleven or something. Oh okay, I was thinking recent. All and right. then maybe a year or two after that. Uh, that same grandfather, this was up at his house in the Boston uh, area, um, mm-hmm. he said, you need a shower. And I think I somehow made it clear that I did not want to take one. Right. He said, well, I'm going to wash your hair in the sink. That's what he said. <laughs> he said, I'm going to wash your hair in the sink. And he did. But while he did that, he pushed my hair, head down to rinse it clean uh. of shampoo. And he chipped the other front big tooth. Okay. So now I had matching chips so I, there was just like a little notch taken out essentially of the front of my mouth and it looked silly it maybe, looked very silly 
you should have taken a damn shower like you were told. I should have, yeah. And what's funny is, so now, so I had chips on those two teeth, and then the parts that had been unafflicted by chipping mm-hmm. also had some some weird ridges. I see that sometimes. Kids have like ridges on the bottom of their teeth, their adult teeth. And uh, I, I was a mess, is the point. And uh, of course, girls didn't kiss me. That's I think that's that's one thing that was happening. So, but then at this one point, uh, I was about to go away to my freshman year. It was the eve of my um, trip down to Boston to go to my freshman year at my uh, prestigious boarding school. Right. And my mom said to me, she said, "You cannot go to this. You are imba- you are not embarrassed by it, but you should be." Essentially, was the point she made by your front teeth. They have these weird ridges and also two chips in the front. Did they look like fangs? Or was it at least kind of cool? No, it was embarrassing all around. I had ridges and chips. And um, and uh, she said, sit down. I said, okay, all right. She uh, extracted from her makeup area, whatever. She sat me down at the kitchen table, she, and she got out an emery board. I'm out. Yeah. To let you know, my lovely wife has joined us in the room. Oh. Your better half. Yeah. No. Hi. She says hello. Yeah. Hi, nice to see you, Mary. Where are you living now? I'm in New Hampshire. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's the appropriate response. <laughs> that's, how I, that's how I feel when I see myself here in the morning as well. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. Do you prefer Paris? Uh, some things about it. My French was uh, bad so that I just, um, I would just, I did a lot of slinking while in Paris. I would slink from one place to another. She's not listening anymore. All right. With the idea that uh, no one would, well, hopefully no one would talk to me. Here, I would love if someone would talk to me, uh, but they don't want to. Alas. <laughs> good, good story. Anyway, good conversation. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Dane. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Dane Perry, making it awkward as possible. Yes. For himself and you. Um, so my mom sat me down with it, and she had an emery board in hand, and then she proceeded um, to file my front two teeth. Really? Yep. This, this is true. Yep. She and she filed them down such that not that, only were the ridges gone, but that, uh, no, it didn't. But that also that the chips were largely indiscernible now because she had filed it down. She had fi- or filed it up, I guess. Uh, however much to the point where the you know the chips had been taken out. So yeah, she did that, and they I felt felt my teeth, and they felt shiny and sharp. That's that's. Was there like an enamel blast field <laughs> after she was done? I don't know. They were just sharp is how I felt it. They were <laughs> sharp. Yeah. I don't think you're supposed to do that with teeth. I thought – I said, um, I said, this is strange, Mom. I've never heard of this before. And she said, it won't. It's not going to hurt you. This – this I don't know. She's lucky that's pre-internet because I could see that like going viral. By the local ABC affiliate or something. <laughs> uh, you don't think CBS would be would be all over that? Well, we're obviously above that, but yeah. Have you been fired? Is ABC one of the ones by which you've been fired, or is that you still have a shot with them? They were, you know, under the same. I don't recall if they were under the same umbrella as ESPN at the time. Yeah. But, yeah. But you've been fired by ESPN. NBC has never fired me. I never worked for them. So. Oh, she's so still got a network available. Yeah. You're yeah. really lucky that your your career has de- has developed and unfolded as 
the networks have lost their power and and uh, smaller, more niche markets have opened, like you know, like smaller cable channels, internet sites. So it's really opened up the possibilities of. Um, there are more outlets that could fire you now. Could you do some R squared on whether I'm the one who killed those networks? Ooh, man, signal and noise, right? Yeah. Oh, I might talk about signal and noise with these kids. No. What do you think about that? Um, no. <laughs> you don't think so? Just try to invoke like some some hit songs that are that are big right now. I do I do notice that throwing in an OT Genesis reference is a, is smart. I don't even know what that is. He says he has this song called "I'm in Love with the Coca." Which is all about how he likes um, not only consuming cocaine, but um, bagging it and distributing it for for sale. <laughs> At least that's what he's doing in the video. Is this is this a rap song? It is a it is an, it is of the rap hip hop genre. Okay, all right. I think he might be. He's from California, but I think his parents. I don't know if they were. They might be Dominican, or he might be of like Bahamian, or he. I don't know. He has a. He has. It might be an affected accent. I don't know. Here's here's the thing. I don't know much about OT Genesis. Okay. I just know that it. Um, if you if you drop a reference uh-huh. to him while you are talking with young people, they immediately listen harder to you. And so I I might do that, or I might do some research on. Uh oh, here's one. I will ask them to plot talent versus success. <laughs> oh, that sounds awful. Uh, what's the core? What's the R squared on talent versus success? That's that sounds like a like a seminar at the Ramada. You think so? Yeah, that's awful. No, I don't think so. I often hear uh, comedians, at least, um, and other famous people. Um, and when they're interviewed, talk about how there's very, from their perspective, there's very little correlation between talent and success. Mm, it's yeah. usually in the context of a discussion where they are, you know, listing off like eight or ten comedians who they felt were funnier than they were. I think that's, uh, I'd like to go on record saying I think that's complete bullshit. You think it's false modesty? I think there's high correlation between talent and success. Mm. Yeah. Where would you place your talent versus your success. <laughs> uh, scoreless tie? I don't know. <laughs> Dane Perry knows the score. Yeah, <laughs> did nothing to nothing in the fourth quarter. It's, a, it's, a <laughs> it's not that the defense is playing so great. It's just that it's raining. <laughs> it's raining at the... Yeah. I was thinking basketball, actually, which makes the, the rain image even more pleasant. Dude. Yeah. You, somehow Dane Perry made it rain indoors. And this is not a reference to throwing $100 bills at a strip club. <laughs> well, there was, a, uh, there was a tornado that took the roof off just after the game started. <laughs> so it is in the, it's in the Midwest somewhere, the Plain States, we can imagine. Uh, Iowa, yeah. Have you ever – do you ever fall into a YouTube video hole? Yes. An, you do, a vortex of YouTube videos. I uh, – I, I, I'm a little chagrined to say this, but I fell into a YouTube street fight video. <laughs> this is not the video game Street Fighter. No, no, no one, no one shouted Hadouken during during the, during the process of this one. No, it was real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, 
Well, so do you have any street fights of note to which you draw anyone's attention? Um, you know what? I have to, I'd have to go back through my history. They're kind of bleeding together. Yeah. But uh, a lot of uh, a lot of sucker punches on the street. It seems. How do you feel about? Um, so I remember talking. Uh, uh, no, there was a what was it? There was a this again. Um, this is a <laughs> this is revealing everything about me in in one utterance. Uh, my experience with street fighting is a This American Life episode. <laughs> <laughs> but there was a guy who had gotten in a lot of fights as a younger person, uh-huh. um, like a lot, like in, through college and even maybe like his early working years. And his advice was, and I think he had won a lot of fights. He'd also lost a lot. His advice was always throw the first punch. Never talk about throwing the, a punch. Never say, come on, dude, bring it, bro. Just start punching and kicking. Right. Be the, and be the first one to do it. He said that is the rule. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember talking to someone much bigger than me at one point, mm-hmm. and um, I was like, "Listen, if I were ever in a fight, say, with someone like you of your size, mm-hmm. and who, all things being equal, would crush me, uh-huh. what would you suggest as a strategy for me, at least to have a, uh, I get no pun intended, but a fighting chance?" And he said. He said, the fact that, he said, if you are the willing participant, if you are the one who's starting the fight, that is scary. If the smaller person is the one who's starting the fight. Right. And it has a, maybe a bit of a crazed look. Yeah. He said, he's, yeah, he was, embrace the craziest part of yourself. That is scary because it is the, nice. yeah. there's a certain point at which, you know, physical strength is obviously important, but if the other person has, appears to, uh, incapable of feeling pain, for example, that's the key. Yeah. That's the key. Yeah. Yeah. Really yeah. invest in that. But so, but so you said there are sucker. Do you know where they are? They sucker punches or just first punches? A number of sucker punches. Okay. Like as in someone who wasn't even involved in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I would. Yeah, I would not consider a first punch to be a sucker punch as long as you know he's looking at you. Did you perform any analysis, either written analysis or in your own mind, of the uh, White Sox Royals Battle Royale? I get Royals was right in there, yeah. Royale. I I was uh, expecting more out of Mr. Samarja, given his football background. Right. Well, he kind of, speaking of his football background, he sort of, he did an end around, didn't he? He ran an (laughs) off tackle. A power sweep. Yeah, Yeah, right. A sweep to, uh, and he wanted, he was trying to knock someone out, but I forget who it was. I mean, I realize he was he was an offensive player, but I was hoping he would, you know, get low, do a form tackle. He's yeah. also just a big, strong person, isn't he? I believe he smokes, too. He smokes? I think I was pointing to an ESPN article mm-hmm. um, his tenure with the A's when it talked about him going to get a pack of cigarettes. Interesting. I thought so. Um, I, uh, my attention was drawn, I think John Axford... Uh, I think John Exford posted on Instagram, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know where exactly where I saw it. I think I might have seen it on Charlie Blackman's Instagram account. Of there is a, there is a, um, it's not called stop action. What is this? What is it when you see a lot of things happen over a short amount of time? It is called uh, like, a time lapse. Time lapse. Yes, a time lapse video taken by John Axford. From okay. the point of view, essentially, of the seat ahead of him in in the Rockies airplane going out to Arizona. Oh, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, and it's funny because it's it's he and Charlie Blackman sitting next to each other. 
Uh-huh. And uh, you see the Axford's like working on his laptop, and uh, he has a Coors Light uh, beside him. Good. Uh, from which he's drinking periodically. Uh, he has headphones on. You know, he's sort of moving around. And Charlie Blackman is just still for the duration of the flight. <laughs> he is unconscious. Very tired young man. Sleepy night, I assume. Yeah, sleep. Yeah, he's sleeping. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and then you can see that he wakes up at the end. Um, but it's actually it's a uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, John Axford, I think, is nice. He sort of gives you a little bit of a window uh, into what major league life would be like if if you were physically talented enough. He he seems very likable. Yeah, he's very likable. Uh, he share. I think he's he doesn't. He seems to be one of the, like a player who's a little bit detached from his talent. If that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. So. He's like, yeah, I, I, gra- I finished college and I was a film major. Also, through a totally different series of events, I can throw the ball 95 miles per hour. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah. he's like, and like he has that thing he does, um, but then he's like, and this is how I conduct myself otherwise. All right. Yeah. Which I think is is nice. Gentleman baseballist. Which, uh, yeah, actually, he and Charlie Blackman, uh, well, they have uh, similar beards. Charlie Blackman. I don't know if you've noticed oh, sure. his, the work he's doing with his beard currently. Yeah. Uh, it's full. Yeah, I don't like a full beard. You don't like a full beard. I, I, I'm, I'm all for it. Uh, but John Expert has a similar look. But they have both had, uh, I believe John Expert had a three-piece, a three-piece suit on. I'm talking. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say I enjoy the full beard on C. Trent Rosicrans, mm-hmm. my good friend. Yes. Uh. That might be the only full beard I enjoy, though. Um, there's uh, also a uh, there's a full beard I enjoy on one of these one weird trick ads mm-hmm. with a a ripped up seventy five year old. Okay. Like, <laughs> yeah. tra- trainers hate him because he. Uh, what is he able to do? Uh. Some sort of supplementation that allows him to uh, be swole and ripped up mm-hmm. uh, at age seventy-five, and he has a he has a uh, a maniac's beard. And he's how old is he? Uh, so he claims seventy-five. I see no reason to doubt it. Do you know anyone who likes him? Uh, trainers don't. He's <laughs> undermining their business model. Because of this one weird trick he has. He's he's these tricks. Oh. Um, I have I saw today I follow a couple of uh, French sporting outfits, and uh, I saw one uh, that was suggesting that some rugby players were ju- jubilant, okay. and uh, these two rugby rugbyers had uh, pretty amazing beards. Mm-hmm. But now, of course, as I say it out loud, and I search for them via, I'm not able to find them via Twitter. Okay. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. This is great. I have found it, Dane. Okay. And I'm going to share it with you. And here's going to be your response. That these people look like early humans. <laughs> uh, I will send it via Skype. Someone, uh, the listener might hear this. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Did you hear that? Yeah. I heard it. Did you? Have you received anything, Dane? Are you emailing me something? No, I sent it via, I sent it via Skype. Ah, God. Sebastian Chabal and Lionel Nallet, Jubilant, or Jubile, I guess. Jubilant? Chat me. Did you send it? Did you get it? I'm looking at it. Shut up. Loading. Oh, it's very exciting. 
Loading. Spell in Jubilee. Jubilee. La Kipe. La Kipe. Oh, yeah, he's a hominid. What do you think about those guys? That's Sebastian Chabelle and Lionel Nallet. Yeah, they're hominids. They have, to, just to give people an idea, these are two rugby players, uh, maybe for uh, Toulouson or maybe, I think. Um, they have they have beards that cover over 50% of their face. Yeah, they do. It, it goes up all the, all, almost all the way to their eyes. And it's then they have low... The beast on the right. What, you, what is the opposite of, of a receding hairline? I would uh, <clears throat> I would not throw the first punch against them. <laughs> well, it would sign, it would also be the last punch. There would be a case where the first and the last that which last is first and that which first is last there would be that's where it gets biblical. Is what, he what, to follow me into a dumpster? That's right. <laughs> That which it's from Matthew. It's from Matthew twenty. The, the, the last will be first, and the first will be last. And that's a reference to the punches you threw in that guy's direction. The strategy would be punch, kick to the groin, jump in the dumpster, and hoping he doesn't want to follow me in. Yeah, but the problem is that's his home. You jumped into his house. Probably true. His dog would get me. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, they uh they look uh I don't know what to say about that. Yeah. Are they a good team? Yeah, I guess. I yeah. I I, th- I think they they Toulouse, it's not Toulouse, it's near Toulouse. I enjoy uh, I enjoy watching rugby even though I don't quite understand the entire format. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of I, yeah, there's things to like, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. No. Rossing. They played for Rossing, maybe? Okay. Not important, really. Not important. Yeah. I don't know. I don't right. know. Anyway, they're beast, beastly men. They are. Huge men. I think that's the second most popular sport in uh, in France, is rugby. Oh, hmm? did, you, uh, did you play rugby for your elite private school? No. No, we yeah. did not have rugby. You didn't? No. What kind of elite private school is this? I don't know. That's a good point. Have, I don't think they had rugby. Rugby's pretty dangerous. Did they have lacrosse? Yeah. Okay. But well, lacrosse is lacrosse is played at public schools now too. Yeah, I'm aware of that. Yeah. Even they have they have lacrosse here for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have people like it. Yeah, it's all right. <clears throat> have you? Uh, can I ask you a question? Nope. Have you ever been to? Have you ever gone to see in an? Um, have you ever, I don't know if I want to talk about that. Uh, go ahead. Oh, here's a, here's one. I'm about uh, to I'll, I'll cut this off anyway, but go ahead. You, uh, um, um, you, you and I both, I believe. Just ask the question. Take SSRI. We we take it. We're prescribed SSRIs. Correct. <clears throat> well, I recently established a primary care physician in SS- the area. My homeboy. Huh. I have a T-shirt that says SSRIs are my homeboy. <laughs> and I had to go. I went to see this guy, and he's like, he's like, uh, yeah, you. So you want to be off of it someday, right? Or he took it for granted that I wanted to stop taking it. Yeah. Um, and I said, uh, I, not, I mean, not, re- not necessarily. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, because when I stopped taking it, I have tried to stop 
taking it before. And I just, I really, I would just crawl into the fetal position and I would have to block out like all sensory input because um, it was yeah. overwhelming. Off before too, and the the darkness enveloped me. Yeah, really quickly. And so, so even when he just mentioned um, st- the stopping to take it, I started to like breathe faster. And he said, "Well, all right, that's fine." He's like, "You, but w- in order for me to write this prescription, I'm going to send you to a therapist who's also here. You what have to go jerk. see a therapist." Jerk. Well, <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe it's anyway. You, I've gone but, to see the therapist twice now, and it's. He's just, you know, we sit there and he's like, says a thing, what's going on? I just say, um, I don't know. Um, he's, what, you know, what do you do? I say, my day is a blur. That's what I tell him. It's a blur. I spend most of it anxious that I'm about to be uh, fired and then I will have to live in a ditch. And that's it. <laughs> and he said, well, that's not reasonable to, to think that all the time. And I said, well. Well, I'm a writer. Yeah. yeah, I said this is how it is. I have no other discernible skills, and uh, now I don't even really have this skill. I think I will be found out, <laughs> and that's uh, and my wife. You know, she'll leave me because why not? <laughs> and that's it. That's the end of it. Yeah. He says that's not helpful for you, and I said, well, uh, you know, I don't know. Say, will you just give me the pills? Well. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there are there are lessons. He said you should take a. You should have you thought about exercise? Have you tried exercise? And I get it, but I went through a, a period of exercise when we were what, like three years ago. I would exercise either every day or every other day, it's like mm-hmm. you know, three, four, five times a week. And sure. it didn't. First of all, I didn't lose weight doing it, and uh, also it did not make me feel better. Wait, are you in need of losing weight? You're like a string bean. <laughs> At the time, I well, the time I know that I gained a bunch of weight over a short amount of time. Not a bunch, but like 15 pounds. I realize you're poorly proportioned, but I just meant in general. Yeah. No, I'd gotten a bit of like a belly, but I realized that mostly the reason for the belly was not an excess of weight. It was that progressively my body is becoming more and more shaped like an S. Right. Um, So I'm just changing into that letter. But no. it's not – it has nothing to do with uh, weight gain really. It's just that's why I, I look like that. I look a little bit like a sexy woman because my, my butt also sticks out too. And so you say, well, look at, look at this guy. My wife, had a, my wife had a little reaction to that. Does she, th- does she concur? I, she shook her head no. no. <laughs> I don't think she agrees that you look like a sexy woman. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> Only one of us here is a heterosexual male. She said, "Let your wife be the judge of that." Ugh, I'm not going to let her be the judge of anything. Okay. Because the sentence is death every time. You need to do some strength training, Cecilia. You no, that sounds terrible. <laughs> it's, it's so bad that I just the, nothing, nothing really reveals to me the meaninglessness of everything than lifting heavy weights for to no end. It's, it's not even like you're transporting something. It's enjoyable. No, it's not enjoyable. It releases zero endorphins into my bloodstream. That's not true at all. It, into my bloodstream, it's absolutely true. Well, you have a stupid bloodstream. <laughs> yeah, I do. I got a dumb, dumb bloodstream. Your bloodstream sucks. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. I guess it does. No, exercising, I get no, I get nothing. I get none of the rush. I get none of that. Ugh, it's just miserable. 
and I don't and I don't like it. I do. I have gone on a couple of longish walks recently because it's uh, we have been released from the grips of uh, of uh, frozen terror. Well, that hardly counts. But long walks, at least uh, you could get some thinking done. I think. How do you expect I, to succeed in the boardroom and the bedroom without strength training? What? Um, I guess I don't expect that. No one expects it of me. <laughs> <laughs> Zero people expect me to perform well either in the board or in the bedroom. No one's ever no one's ever suggested that it's a possibility, and uh, no one expects it in the future. Have you ever thought about hand sewing a battle flag that says "No one expects anything of me"? <laughs> no, but I was recounting with uh, my therapist some. Maybe just a Gaston flag that instead of "Don't tread on me," just says "No one expects anything." <laughs> yeah, maybe it just shows like a like a melancholy snake <laughs> <laughs> who's about to die. If I were a snake, I would die. Because think of the things you have to do to be any sort of animal in the wild. You have to go kill your own food. All of the effort. <laughs> and also, I take another issue with. Um, I think it's also in Matthew. He recounts. Jesus saying that you said so what you look at the look at the birds, the fowl of the air, and they neither toil or weave or spin or whatever. Have you seen all the a bird has to do to stay alive? Yeah, I know. It's constantly flying around. It has to find grubs. Robins are out now. They're working all the time. It's God a forbid, lot of effort. God forbid they learn how to blog. With their little. They'll crush us with their work ethics. <laughs> if blogging were available to birds. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I bet I, I know what sort of typing they would use. Tell your... Tell uh, your hunt bro. and peck. Hunt uh, and peck. Uh, uh, tell your therapist you're concerned that birds will learn how to blog. <laughs> <laughs> I, was think, I was thinking about yesterday with my... Uh, therapist, um, appropriate headstones, headstone messages. Cause my mom, uh, my mom, my mom wants to have on her headstone, I told you I was sick. <laughs> Which I think is good. <clears throat> yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. Um, I think it, I don't know, have you ever thought about going the, the humorous headstone route? <laughs> Just finally. <laughs> oh yeah yeah there's some good uh, there's some good wait maybe, uh, there was one <laughs> the comedian uh, Kyle Kinane has one. Oh no no um, it said <laughs> it said here lies Kyle Kinane born December 23rd, 1976, died in your arms tonight. Mm. That's a reference to a pop song. I'm aware. The Cutting Crew. <laughs> Is that a band? Yes. You're more intimately familiar I, than I am. I think my wife might have corrected me. What? No, I didn't. Oh. Oh, she said it's embarrassing. That I know that. You know what? I like her headstone. Or I like her contributions to this. You do? Yes. Okay. Because she reveals, because you, you, you are, you, you give the illusion of, of being self-possessed. And, okay. uh, it's, 
Um, and I think she, what she mentions is she says, no, it's sad that you know that it's the cutting yeah. crew. She keeps me in check is what you're saying. Yeah. 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 That's why she loves me. Yep. Can we? Is that verified? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. See, look at that. Wow. Look at that. A, a human woman loves Dane Perry. I might take her into my loving arms during this podcast. <laughs> oh, she said nope. <laughs> that would be. Yeah. Here's a here's an interesting choice. We live very close to a very old cemetery where there are people who were buried. They lived for a short number of years and were buried before 1900. Is one of the Mather boys buried there? No, but there are some. But but uh, but uh, Kai Frintfrock was buried was buried there. <laughs> As was uh, what was her name? Patience Gobblestones or something? Patience <laughs> something. Wow, Gobblestones would be outstanding. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. The um. No, but here's one. Here's an interesting choice, though. I saw on a very small and um headstone that's been eroded by acid rain quick fyi i'm gonna hang up soon but okay. go ahead the it says on one of them mother and on another it says father and this is all the information you get <laughs> and there might be a brother and sister but here's a or, or daughter but it just says mother and father which to me seems like an interesting choice because it's kind of it's a little bit it's really an, a f*** you to your own parents. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're the mother? I don't think so. <laughs> and it's also a bit of a f*** you to your children. Because you're like, oh, you you ha- ever had a hope of reproducing? You'll always be the son. <laughs> You'll always be the son. It's a really strong statement. It is. Are you, are you thinking of doing that even if you're childless? <laughs> <laughs> just you could put just father to none. <laughs> um, si- sire of nothingness. <laughs> I know the score. Sire of many, father of none. <laughs> oh, Dane. Oh uh, yes. Yeah. All right. Oh, oh. As I'm on the phone with you, I'm watching a. Oh, just missed it. My uh, the door, the screen door to our little balcony is open, mm-hmm. and a a hornet almost flew in. And you would have been uh, able to hear me squeal. Yeah. Did it? Uh, Who's fear? Light up on your keyboard and post something to fan <laughs> Yeah. If hornets, if hornets could blog, what would they say? I don't know. I don't have a punchline for that. But I've got, I've got a few work obligations before I do some strength training. <laughs> so, I have some home uh, obligations too. Hey, how, uh, why is your wife and the mother of your child, how is she able to be home today? Uh, she often works out of the house on Thursday and Friday. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. I know that she is a person who uh, traditionally has had uh, many work obligations. Uh, yes, she, she's a hard-working lady. Yeah. Which is if you were fired, which it's likely you will be, yes. would you would you guys be able to survive for at least a short time? We have some money in savings, so yeah, we'd be okay for a little while. Good. Yeah. I tried to uh, – I was talking with an Edward Jones representative yesterday at her office. 
And she was attempting to – she was well, trying to – What talking to you for? I just wanted to go in. I just wanted to – I said, listen, I don't know how to do it. We set up a direct withdrawal or whatever. I want money to go from my account into my Edward Jones – my checking account into my Edward Jones account. I don't know how to do it. Will you please do it? <laughs> she was attempting to – She said yes for like a $40 transaction fee. And which is fine. I will pay. I will definitely pay forty dollars for that. Because I don't know how to do it. I would do it not at all. But she was attempting. How have you to, made it this far in the world? Huh? How have you made it this far in the world? She wanted me to diversify with my accounts. She she brought out some charts and graphs, and she said Edward Jones would like you to diversify. And I said no, I'm not going to do that. Was I don't Edward, want to do that. Was Edward Jones standing behind her, nodding? <laughs> Edward Jones is dead. Okay. Um, Edward Jones wants me to diversify, she said. Okay. I said, I cannot. I said, I am invested in this one ETF. Okay. And that is what I will remain invested in until I get to a point where that is where I should be invested in something more conservative. And that will not happen for at least 20 years. You can do these targeted funds that are pegged to your retirement date. I recognize that. Uh, Do you? Do you? Yes, but all of those things... There is a larger load, if you know what I mean. <laughs> there is. I want a minimal load. Okay, you like a, you like low load funds. Yeah. Yeah. I want a minimal load, and she is trying to uh, take my money and put it into a higher load fund. Oh well, yeah. And I said, please don't do that. But she is, but she is <laughs> attempting to couch it in the terms that say this is best for you, when what she really means is this is best for me. Right. Yeah. yeah. But they're pretty savvy about it. I'm sure that they are. Have you ever visited Edward Jones, uh, an Edward Jones location? I do not do business with Edward Jones. With whom do you business? <laughs> and is it from the poolside, motherfucker? Yes. <laughs> uh, I have, I have a, a, a large menagerie of retirement accounts with various brokers. Is that because uh, so you've worked – wait, with various brokers? Really? Yeah. Why do you have that? Just because things have started and stopped over the years. Right. You've had one job. They You had started a retirement account. My own accounts as opposed to – well, I mean, I didn't have retirement for years because I was always an independent contractor. So, right. Yeah. And you were ba- barely a part of the middle class. Uh, yeah, I was sort of a legacy admission in the middle class. <laughs> a legacy admission. That's what it should say on your your headstone. But that would sound, that would oversell things. I'm make it sound like I went to Yale or something. Uh, okay. Let's uh, let's. Can you help me concoct a title for this? We're, you're done. You're done. Yeah, you're done. done. Yeah. Can we help me concoct a title for this? You can reflect back onto the conversation. Mm-hmm. There was a there's pool poolside. I wrote down signal and noise at one point. I wrote down what was it? Something about SSRIs. How about SSRIs at poolside? No. 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 It has to have your name in it, and it has to be few enough characters that it fits on one line after the term Fangraphs Audio Colon. Uh, Dane Perry is depressed at poolside. I don't Dane know. Dane Perry. 
Basically, what I'm saying is you figure this out. I have to go. You have to go. All right. Hey, Dane, it's been a real pleasure. Why don't you stick around just for one second so we can talk real business, and then uh, I'll let you go. It'll be one second. Thank you, Dane Perry. Mm -hmm. That is Dane Perry of CBSSports.com's Eye on Baseball. I'm uh, Carson Sestouli. This has been Fangraphs Audio. Thank you.